Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted you join me today. As you know from perhaps tuning in to previous podcasts, I'm always delighted with the pleasure of your company. It's just fun to know that we're hanging out for a little while, and the only problem is that I can't see the whites of your eyes or hear your voice, but I can encourage you all the more because for many of you, I've walked in your shoes as an uprooted woman. When you go through any major life change, no matter what it is, you're tuning in for hope and encouragement. And when you're in the trenches of transition, regardless of what that might be, or in the maze of moving, that chaos of change can be overwhelming and it can be like an emotional roller coaster. And so I just encourage you to always tune in and check out what our subject is for that particular podcast. And today I am in part two of my summer series on helping your children adapt to a move. Many of my military friends PCS during the summer and I hear from so many of them on Facebook and uh, other venues of connectedness that you know they really struggle with that when they're trekking across the country with kids and uh, whether you're a military spouse, whether you're trekking across the country as a corporate wife, as a single mom, uh, as a divorced mom, whatever your situation is, my friends, <coughs> this summer I chose to do a three-part series on helping your kids adjust to a move. And you'll want to make sure, if you haven't listened to the first one, that you do go back and listen to it because it was all about uh, helping your children say goodbye to people and places and things and, and also preparing them for the move ahead because they'll have lots of questions. And I just kind of walk you through all that preliminary before the move what to expect and how to handle it uh, with your kids. So uh, today we're going to talk about um, during the move. In other words, uh, what, what, what are we going to not only say to them, but how are we going to give them guidance and direction for what's ahead? And to give you some scripture to uh, just tuck in your heart for your own encouragement. So I just want to um, jump right in. I'm so excited about this. I've had such a great response to this summer series because summer is the peak moving season. So if you're a moving mama or if you have a friend who is, please uh, listen up and have her tune in also and hopefully you'll walk away with encouragement and hope and some tips and uh, just knowing that you're not alone. So let's get started and talk about what, um, you, what you're going to say and 
uh, when all those questions come up. You know, I remember when um, my children were small and the the typical question was when we were moving is, uh, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And how much longer, Mom? Those are the things that we all hear so often. And even as a child, in because I am a military brat, as I commonly refer to, but I can remember saying, you know, Mom, how much further is it? And how, how do we really get there from here? You know, how long does it take? And those are the kinds of questions that not only I ask, but my own children ask, you know, how do you get there from here? And that question can take you down many roads, and it can take you a lot farther than just miles. Because what, what kind of direction or guidelines do your children really need to get from here to there, spiritually and emotionally? In other words, what do you want your children to learn during this moving experience that will strengthen their faith and help them become better and not bitter movers? You know, so many moms have said to me, Oh, if only I had known then what I know now. Um, so many corporate movers, so many expats that are international movers um, have raised their children with questions and with experiences that give them the opportunity to strengthen their children's faith by the example that they set. And you don't want to miss that opportunity. So I just want you to assume that you're behind the wheel at this moment and you're ready to uh, answer those questions for the journey ahead. Because the directions on how much longer is it, Mom, and when will we get there, and how do we get there, um, those directions will impact your children's lives long after you've arrived and settled in. You see, my friends, it's not always the destination, but the journey that is most remembered. And that is key. I know um, the principles that apply to the moving experience are often, uh, for me, an analogy uh, of the raft story in my life. When our children were younger, we'd take them camping and whitewater rafting in North Carolina. And our goal, our focus, was to get down the rapids with everyone still in the raft without tipping over. And I can remember how fearful I was uh, on, that, um, on that rafting trip. And of course, the biggest obstacle was outside the raft, and that was the rapids that were around us. But our raft ride was an incredible bonding experience because we were all paddling in the same direction. And we all had our part in the plan to get us to our destination. And that is the same principle that can apply to the moving experience. The plan is to arrive at your destination healthy, all in one piece, and still speaking to one another.
and each family member has his or her part to play in the move while you're pulling together as a team. And just remember that you're all in this together regardless of circumstances that are trying to pull you apart regardless of squabbling in the back seat or who's going to sit where or mom I'm hungry or you know how much longer is it going to be and are we there yet because you see as a mama you're committed to your children from start to finish through the smooth times and the rough times of this transition I've always said Moving is one of life's experiences that can either bring the family closer or drive them apart. And you have an important role in the direction your children are, go- are going. And my prayer for you, and I pray for so many of you that I know by name, and I will pray for all of you in your summer moves, that whatever it takes... Um, to move your family closer through this experience that God will work in and through this move to do that and sometimes you have to help put the move in perspective and you have to help them understand that that there will be an end to sad feelings about leaving people behind and leaving the places they love behind. And of course, teenagers always think their lives have fallen apart and they couldn't ever be happy again. But sometimes it helps to put the move in perspective. And I like to draw a big square on a piece of paper and tell my children that the square represents the big picture of their life. And then I draw a small square in the bottom corner and I explain how that small square represents their move. And the move is only a small part of the big picture of their life. Assure your children that God is big enough to cover all the corners and all the spaces and all the places in their lives with his love and comfort during this move. You see, the crisis, the trauma, the chaos of moving will pass, but God's love is here to stay. Don't forget to impact that in your children's lives. And the other thing is to remember what's really important you know, sometimes um, sometimes a, a, a mom might say, oh, you know, this memento or this picture or this memory and, or perhaps it's a favorite keepsake or, uh, you know, your, your collection of things that you love. Um, it's always interesting when you're packing up and moving things. You become overly attached to to the things that seem to identify who you are. I am so guilty of that. Like, I trekked my grandmother's China all the way from Georgia to Arizona. It was a part of my southern roots and a part of who I, who I am. And then it's like your identity is being stripped away in a move and everything around you 
becomes magnified in its importance. Oh my goodness, they are only things. But you know what? What becomes important to us becomes important to our children also. And we are our children's greatest teacher. And they learn by example and modeling, even during any transition in our lives. And so instead of things that we might cling to or that might identify the who that we are, let's rethink what's really important. What would you tell your children that really matters when things are stripped away in a move? When something might be broken, when something is left behind. These are the things, and perhaps you need to hear this for your own self also. But what's really important is your faith and God's faithfulness. He will never leave you or forsake you. And hey, if you're one of my military friends, one of my military daughters that I love and cherish, Guess what? God is not going to take you to the gate at the new military installation that you're going to and say, okay, you're on your own. I've brought you this far. Uh-uh. He is, he is walking through that gate with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. If you're moving to another country, God is with you. He is not going to stay behind in the USA. He is going before you and he is beside you and he's coming up behind you. It is your faith and God's faithfulness. It is your Bible, God's Word. Oh my goodness, cling to that my friends. It is your prayers and God's promises. He promises that he has a plan for us for a future and a hope. It's your family and God's blessings, your values and God's principles, your morals and God's commandments, your love for each other and God's love for you. Hey, let's get back to the basics, sister. It's not about what you've packed. It's not about what you've brought with you other than the things I've mentioned that you not only bring with you, but that live within you. Your faith, God's word, your prayers, God's promises, your family, your values, God's blessings and principles, his commandments, your love for each other, and God's love for you. Listen, long after my dining room set and antiques are gone, these are the things that really matter. And these are the things that I take with me wherever I go. How about you? You know, your children will have a difficult time getting there from where you live if they're always looking back over their shoulder. And it's easy to look back when life was clearly defined and when when the visibility on the road ahead is not clear, but everything is when you look in that rear view mirror, you're looking back to, to a defined life, a life that had routine and schedule for yourself and for them. 
and it's real easy for them to compare the old with the new and the best with the worst. Of course, it is for us too. But that makes starting over harder and moving on with life more difficult. Uh, a great visual picture I like to use with uh, my children and with moms is taken from Psalm 61 2. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And I like to picture God taking my hand and leading me to a giant rock, a boulder, one that is even bigger than I am. And I climb up to the top of that rock and I stand up and to my amazement I can see the view ahead. And it's so much better and so much clearer than before. And I just needed to see the view from another position and another perspective. Pave the road ahead for your family as a big adventure. Remember, you're all in this together. And it's their perspective. And enthusiasm is contagious. And no, you don't know what lies ahead. And no, you don't know if you or your children are going to be happy. But enthusiasm is contagious make it a big adventure that you're going to learn together and grow together and that God will use this experience to teach you things you could learn no other way and God will meet your needs not necessarily your wants but he will meet your needs walk with your kids through this transition there are no shortcuts and don't try to shortcut the experience. We all want to avoid tough issues or painful feelings that accompany a hard journey. But unless you're going to live in the state of denial, the only way to get through your destination is to go through the experience. But you know what? This is a valuable life lesson. For your children to begin to understand through this move. You'll build openness. You'll build trust. You'll build coping skills within the family unit. This whole sense of we're in this together creates a family oneness. And I encourage you not to shortcut it, but to walk through it together. What is your map for the journey? Well, there is so much scripture I could give you that would help map out your journey ahead regardless of where you go. Hey, but you know, if you begin to lose your direction, don't worry. God has your forwarding address. I love that. I always like to refer to that. God knows where you're going. He's got your forwarding address. Don't worry. Uh, lots of scripture I could give you, but there's a couple in particular that I really feel like would help you when you say, um, gosh, are we going to make it? Yes, you're going to make it. You know, whether it's your sixth move or your tenth move, whether you feel like you don't have the strength to do this one more time, as a moving mom, you can do it because I believe in you. And you've got what it takes. And you will persevere and get through it. 
and your determination to make it will allow you to rise to the occasion. And I encourage you to go tell your children that you believe in them and that they've got what it takes to make it through this move. And make sure you say to them, we're going to make it one more time. This is our big adventure. We don't know what tomorrow holds, my friends, but we know who holds tomorrow. So put your trust in God to lead you and guide you and give you direction in the days ahead. And He will reveal to you the best way to get there from where you are right now. Instill that in your children. Listen at some scripture. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16, 9. You will make known to me the path. Psalm 16, 11. Don't you just love the book of Psalms? I love the book of Psalms. When I have a pity party, I go to the book of Psalms. Listen at this. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Psalm 121.8 Love that. Listen at this. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Psalm 90 verse 1 And I love this one. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left. Isaiah 30, 21. You see, God is with us. He directs us and guides us and leads us, whether we're going to the right or to the left. And then the last one, Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Oh, my goodness. Just remember, the difficult times will pass. It doesn't come to stay. It will pass. And pretty soon you won't hear. How much farther is it? And you won't hear. Oh, Mom, you know, how, do, how are we going to get there? You know, what are, how, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Um, you see, your kids feel like you do. They just don't have the same coping skills. And you might feel like your whole life is in brown boxes and you don't belong anywhere, not where you came from and not where you're going. And your kids might feel that way too. But always remember this too shall pass and remember to hang your hat on scripture. Unpack it in your heart. So many times uh, when we moved, Bill would already be at the place where he could start his job, and I would drive with the kids across the country. And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we always named our cars, and I had a small used little Toyota that was brown, and we called it the Brown Berry. We always loved to name our cars. And we would keep them for so long, they were kind of like a part of the family. 
But when my two children were very young, my son, Bill, and Ginger, my daughter, um, we moved to North Carolina and trekked across from Georgia to North Carolina. Bill was already at work there. And so I packed, you know, the moving van was on its way, and I was out to drive the brown berry across three states, loaded down with two kids, a dog, and boxes. I felt like overflowing in all directions. Um, I think Bill was six and Ginger was three, and I don't remember how old the dog was. But let me tell you, I remember our road trip. And some of you might have experienced something like this. Um, but the brown berry came down with extreme heat exhaustion. In other words, it was very hot and the air conditioner quit blowing cold air. Of course, I told the children they, you know, it was coming down with heat exhaustion. And, it, oh, it would blow air. It was just hot air. So I rolled the windows down to let the hot air out, only to find that the air coming in was even hotter. And at one point, now listen at this, Ginger was sitting in the back seat, started throwing up all over herself, her doll and the seat. Bill, who was sitting in the front seat, started gagging at the smell. The dog had his head hanging out the window, drooling from the heat. I don't think the smell bothered him at all. But we weren't at a place where I could pull over. So now Ginger was crying, Bill was gagging, the dog was drooling, and I was held captive at the wheel. And I was thinking, what else could possibly happen? And I began to imagine my husband, Bill, sitting in an air-conditioned office somewhere, having a wonderful day of meeting new friends and being welcomed in a new job. And I started getting furious at him for not being there to share this memorable moment. And at the same time, I felt like the brown berry had gotten a tummy ache, which is what I told the kids, because the red light came on indicating that the engine was now overheating. Well, we kept limping along in all our glory until we came to an exit with the gas station. And there we found a quick fix, a great mechanic for the brown berry. We found a clean restroom with paper towels and a grassy spot for the dog. And as we got back in the car, Bill said, Mom, how much farther is it from here to get there? I'm sure that you can identify with that in some way. Let me tell you the importance of preparing for that trip ahead. Some practical ways to ease the miles. Car conversation. Don't miss that opportunity. It's amazing if you're not having car problems and you and your air conditioner does work and you are riding for miles in total boredom, it's important to remember what you can learn about your kids by simply listening, listening to them, and asking questions. It's so important to uh, perhaps have some travel talk and, and just be that focused listener make sure that 
um, you're not preoccupied in what lies ahead, but take the opportunity to to talk with your kids. Maybe throw out a word. Hey, you know, let's let's talk about the first thing we want to do when we get there, or let's talk about how we're going to set aside a day to do some exploring. What would you like to explore and um, discover about the new place we're moving? It's so important to point out things of interest along the way. That can be great conversation starters. And to ask questions that require more than a yes or a no. You know, tell me about... um, about how you might feel about this move. Oh boy, in a car with everybody in the raft, so to speak, you might get all kind of responses that they have not been, um, that they have not felt the freedom to share yet. Maybe just throw out a word. What does the word family mean to you right now? What is it that you would like to, um, to see happen um, on the street that we live in meeting new friends? How would you like for us to connect? What kind of a school are you looking forward to? What are some of the things that excite you about this move? All kinds of questions. And your children can begin to pour out their heart where you have insight into what they're really thinking being in a closed setting in the car with one-on-one attention. So instead of dreading cross-country trips, make the most of talk time. Limit personal electronics. Take time out from the earphones and the, the, the electronic games and all the things that they do on the iPad or watch a movie or whatever. Take time out for that to talk, whatever that might look like for you. Uh, it's important to have that travel talk and it's important for you to make it a big adventure and to make it fun. I mean, long hours, whether you're in an airplane or whether you're in a car, long hours can be very tiring for kids. And, you know, plan on stopping along the roadside for a picnic at a park or go sightseeing in a city. Plan ahead to know what is uh, in the cities or towns that you pass through. And maybe do some sightseeing or just take a break um, at a a park. That's always a a great way to let your kids run around and get some fresh air. Because they can get cranky and irritable. And it's important that um, that you make it fun. You could even take play some um, road games and identify different states from license plates on cars. Um, it's, it's always fun to, um, you know, to, to 
choose a color and say, okay, what do you see in brown? Or, you know, let's find a car. Let's find if you can find five red cars. Or let's see if you can pick out the state. How many states can you find on license? I mean, there's just so many things. Just, you know, fun things you can do. Make sure they have a backpack or a little bag full of um, things that... Um, that they could do on the plane if you're on the plane make sure you have snacks make sure you have wipes make sure you have paper towels um, you know a, a garbage bag make sure you have plenty of water and really use this trip as even like a history lesson where you could explain where you're going, historical markers, sites, towns, things like that. Um, that's just always fun rather than just having your kids sit there. And don't forget their, their favorite pillows to take in the car. There's just so many great things that you can do to make it meaningful. Go on a God hunt. Look for the opportunity to look for God in everything. And you could even say to your children, let's go on a God hunt. I see God in the beauty of the sunset. I see God in our move. And then how? He did, you know, I see God in this day. Look at what he's done for us this day. I see God in every detail, for example. I see God taking care of us on this trip and give an example. It's always fun to go on a God hunt and to, um, to be creative and pick out some things to do rather than just have them sit there with on their computer or their iPad. There's so many tips that I have, and by the way, so much of what I share with you is from um, my book, but mom, I don't want to move, easing the impact of moving on your children. Not only is it encouragement for you, but lots of tips, travel tips from other movers and travel tips for you and your children. Um, and, oh, guess what? You can order my book in July, the month of July, for 20% off. It's only good in July. If you'll go online at our Just Move shop and the code to get the book in July, 20% off. The code is July2019. No caps, no spaces, just July2019. 20% off just for you. And the book is just full of things that will encourage you and your children and how important um, that will be for you. Okay, so you're on your way. And um, let's, let's just pretend you're there. Okay, what are you going to do now? You're, you're there. You've weathered the journey. Everybody's worn out and tired. You look at the house and you think, oh my gosh, we've got a lot of things to do here. We've got to unpack. Just remember to 
I know you're going to unpack the kitchen first, but remember to get your children's room set up. They need that sense of normalcy. They need that sense of of their things around them. So just um, make sure you set their room up first. And then just in focusing on the children, it's so much fun to, um, to celebrate. Hey, we're here. We've arrived. You know, I have, I'm just so wild and crazy in our moves. I've even put helium balloons and tied them on the mailbox and, you know, um, ordered pizza and I'd stick a candle in the middle for our first night together in our new home. Um, just crazy things. I would buy a bottle of sparkling cider and we'd all toast our arrival in our new home. And just, again, this is a new beginning. Make the most of it by somehow celebrating your arrival. Um, Walk from room to room and pray God's blessings over the future use of each room. And pray specifically for your family and friends that will become a part of your new home. Whether it's an apartment or a condo, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Because it's what you create in it as a mom. It's the family unit. Whether you're a single mom, it's just you and the kids. Whether you've got a house full, whether you've got family living with you outside of your children and and your spouse. I mean, my goodness, just this is a meaningful time. Uh, Celebrate, celebrate. You set the emotion of the atmosphere in motion in your new home. And that's so important. And then again, I can't emphasize, like I just said, to have order in your child's world. And before you tackle unpacking the boxes, um, focus on your kid's room to set up where they can settle in as soon as possible. That is so important. Um, and, And... You know, one of the things that I always did that I regret is I got so caught up in setting up my home and, you know, having it look nice and getting all the rooms squared away that I overlooked two things for my children. I overlooked the importance of my presence and my taking time to listen to them, to be with them. Because your children might need extra care, extra time. Sometimes I just realize, I'd catch myself that, oh gosh, I'm so busy and caught up in the task of, of this move and all during the move and getting here and now I'm finally here. And I just get so busy that I kind of forget about them. I have to admit that and I'm not proud of that. And I would catch myself every now and then, and I'd go lay across their bunk bed, the bottom bunk, or their their bed, or I'd plop down on the floor in their bedroom, and I'd say, Hey, you and I are in this together. We're in this together. How can I help you? What do you need me to do to help you? How are you doing? 
And just to sit there and let them know you care. To sit there and listen. Just to be with them. To say, hey, let's take a break and go get an ice cream. Or, hey, with teenagers, I would always say, let's go get something to eat. And, you know, just to for them to know that you're in the trenches together. To say to them, hey, you know what? This is hard on me, too. And you know what? I don't have any friends either. But we're going to make friends. And we're in this together. Just to be available. And I know it's not all easy when you're going through a list a mile long. But the list will be there tomorrow and so will the task. Just take the time to be available. To look into your children's eyes. And to listen to their thoughts. Don't overlook the fact that they need you. And they're going through lots of emotions too. They just don't have the same coping skills. Oh, my dear friends, sometimes you feel like that you are standing in the middle of a mess. And I just want to assure you that bringing order to your home is not about all about unpacking boxes. But a lot of the order in your home is a reflection of Jesus Christ. It's, it's living it out daily through your parenting. It's showing love to one another. It's choosing joy instead of complaining. It's letting God's peace instead of fear or worry fill your heart. It's practicing patience when you don't feel patience. It's reflecting kindness and gentleness when you're in a hurry and when you are rushing to do the next thing. Oh, my friends, demonstrate faithfulness by believing and trusting in God even though you don't see instant results. And, and, to, and to, to express that self-control instead of outburst of anger when things don't go according to your plan. You see, you see, this is bringing order to your home. It's that consistency of love and care and nurture and protection and stability that the world does not offer. Moving is so much more than unpacking boxes. It's a home where calm lives over chaos and where hope lives over despair. It's a home where the teaching of Jesus is modeled and lived out daily. Oh my goodness, sometimes I would get so far off base with the things and the task and the list and the mess that we were in. But God will give you so much more than you can ever imagine or think. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. Go to His Word. Read it. Believe it. And apply it. And always, always move closer to Him. I want to remind you again that our ministry is full of encouragement and hope. You don't have to go to our website just to order 
my book for kids that help you as a mom help them but mom I don't want to move you don't need to do that you just go to our website to be encouraged to listen to my podcast to read blogs to read wonderful moving stories to sign up for all of our free things when you need encouragement we have weekly words of encouragement we have uh, devotions we have tips we have so many things that will help you as a woman as and as a mom go through life's changes that's what I want from from this podcast is for you as a moving mama to be encouraged Sign up for our Just Move Community Facebook page. Um, Gosh, I just want to encourage your heart. And our ministry is for you, my friends. JustMoved.org And while you're there, if you're inclined to order my book but mom I don't want to move don't forget during the month of July it is 20% off and it's the code is July 2019 no caps no spaces yay and just go to our just move shop I don't want you to miss that opportunity during the month in the meantime I will bring you another part of this series next time we're together and we'll talk about all about the things to do after the move we'll talk about the emotions of moving getting adjusted making friends dealing with all kinds of issues that the kids have in that transition after the move I'm so glad you joined me today I think I've talked too long Oh my gosh, I just had so much to share with you. And if I rambled too much, just know that my heart was so full to encourage you as a moving mama. If you are a single mom, if you are a corporate wife, if you're one of my precious military wives, I'm with you every single mile of the way. I know it's not easy but I know you can do it. I believe in you. I'm cheering you on. Cling to Jesus. Cling to Jesus. Always move closer to Him because it just doesn't get much better than that. I'll see you next time. I'm looking forward to it. I can hardly wait. Have a great day. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a non-profit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Moved Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at JustMove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, 
and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.